Okay, good morning, everybody. This is Bridget coming to you from the See Where It Goes podcast from a new neighborhood in San Antonio called Beacon Hill. Um, Brian and I, we have not podcasted in a while. We've had an extremely busy summer. And as you guys know, we were in the process of looking for a house back in April and May. Then we bought a house in June or the end of May. We closed on a house. And then the whole summer has basically been, you know, waiting for that house to be finished uh, because it's really old from 1930 and it needed a lot of work. Um, And so basically came back from Chicago at the beginning, the first week of June, and then hired a contractor who seemed to be doing a great job in the beginning. But then that kind of went off the rails and turned into like a little mini nightmare where we ended up moving into an incomplete house um, that was basically a construction zone. And that has been a really huge learning experience for me because I realized I have a really hard time uh, confronting people, strangers that I don't really know that well. And um, this contractor had a very strong personality and was very persuasive and trying to always get me to do what he wanted me to do. And so anyway, I have hopefully learned some lessons. Although yesterday, our new contractor, I wanted to talk to him about something and I was just super fearful to confront him. And I don't really know what that's all about. But anyway, I'm going to turn it over to Brian so he can give you, so he can say good morning to you guys. So here you go. Uh, Hello, everybody. Yes. You know, the only thing I wanted to add is Brian. The only thing I thought I would add is that's where we should go. Talking about that? Confronting people. Yeah, that's a hard issue. Let's do that. I feel like I wasn't, I was like, what are we going to talk about? The update on the construction. But as soon as you hit that, it's like, why was it so hard to confront him? Not just for you, but for like, how did we get so persuaded by this guy? I know. To do what we just knew wasn't right. So, I know. What, so a little background on that. So the contractor was, when we first came across, he, my biggest mistake was letting him in the house. So we had an electrician come over to get some work done. And he was persuasive, but his persuasion was around safety. So we knew the electrical was grandfathered in. It was old electricity, like cloth wiring from 1930s when they built the house. The inspector said it's, you know, it's not great. It's not even grounded. <clears throat> but the city's not going to make you uh, fix it. So uh, let me think. What, there was, oh, I know what it was. There was just one thing in the, in the back house. So we have a back house called a casita, which means small house in Spanish, I assume. Uh, or mother-in-law, as they call it up north. Or It's a nice apartment in the back. So anyway, we, we knew we had some foundational issues there. But also there was a plug that the air conditioner went into that was fried. And I think when we called the electrician, that's the only thing that we initially needed from the electrician. Is that, yeah. So we had him look at it. Of course, then a few thousand dollars later, he's finding other stuff and making other suggestions, which I guess makes sense. You're, you're, you're upselling. And, you know, we had one circuit going to the casita and two or three air conditioners going. And he said, listen, you have one circuit going there. And sure enough, I mean, it's, I knew one circuit to an apartment was a bad idea. So if we ever had rented it out or or um, whatever, we have the tenant or calling us to flip a circuit. So it made sense. So he ran a separate line to the back house. And uh, we're, by the way, this is, this is going somewhere good in a minute. To the back house and um, put a separate panel of, um, now we have like six or seven circuits on the back thing instead of one. So each air conditioning has its own, the washer dryer has its own. And then while he was there, he said, "Let me. Just, we're going to run a, a line to the shed that I want to turn into an office. Now, I knew I wanted to do that. I'd suggest that running a extension cord to the shed. You're like, no way. So he did do that work. So it was all work we thought was a good idea. But in order to run the line from the apart- to the house to the apartment, he, he said that we should go under the concrete. I wish he had not said that because that might have saved us a lot of headaches. Because we could have just run the line... I wish we'd just run it. But he goes, I know a concrete guy. And the rest of the story is a nightmare. Anyway, he said, I know a concrete guy. He was a friend of his. The concrete guy came over. We'll well, I don't call- even know if they're friends. I guess not, yeah. the electrician had seen this guy working on another house. 
And he said that when he was at that house, he said the guy that the contractor and the crew that was there, yeah. he said they were looked like they were killing it. Like they did sweat a lot. He was yeah. impressed right. enough to that suggest he them. was comfortable suggesting him to us. Yeah. So he suggested him to us for concrete removal. And then, but then once Brian met him, I remember Brian had called me and was just liked this guy a lot and was basically like, oh my gosh, he's so, you know, he talks a lot and everything. And I brought him in the house and he had all these ideas about what he could do. He was like a vampire. Like you never invite a vampire in because they'll just suck you dry. Right. Of course, we didn't know that in the beginning. No, we didn't. And he didn't suck us dry. I mean, so emotionally he sucked us dry. So. Right. It was more emotionally, not, not monetarily speaking. Because he... The catch was he wanted to do all these things for us and he was charging us extremely low amounts of money. And because he came recommended by, so like our electrician was recommended by someone we knew really well. He had lots of great reviews. And he did well, he did a good job. And because this guy recommended the, the contractor guy, we assumed that he was also excellent. But we were found out we were wrong, and also the electrician found out that he should no longer recommend this person either. So, oh, is the electrician not going to recommend him anymore? No, he's not. Oh, good. He pulled back another job from him. Well, because he realized that when he came to drop off some stuff here, yeah, like a month ago, and he saw what a mess the house was and everything, yeah, he pulled back the other job from him that he had offered to him. Cause so, he's, so, so he comes in, and he's looking all around the house, saying, oh, I can do this, and look, what about this? And I'm thinking, oh, he seemed like an artist. You guys, yeah. Yeah. You, you guys should get along. And I realized he shouldn't have. You're the artist, and he should have just followed direction. But, but he... I think he... I think he was. I think he was an artist, in a stop, sense. Stop for Bridget, Fanny, uh, Fanny okay. whatever name is. So, I think... Can you pick up all that? In the sorry, front guys. Yard? We're sitting out on the front porch, okay. and our dog They're used is on to a leash. Oh. And yeah, we're she's... Eating her own, trying to eat her own dudes, which she should not do, but she likes to do that. So we have to pick them up, you know, quickly before she decides that it's dessert time for her. Maggie, you're so gross. Okay, back to the story. So anyway, back to the story. So here's where I have to learn a lot about myself, and that's that this person's in my home, and I'm actually enjoying working with him like I would come on some days and I would do whatever jobs that I could do Brian was traveling at the time because he got a new job that's a new update for you guys he has a new job he's working in Dallas now so he travels every week and now it's going to go to every other week but anyway so he's gone I'm kind of here on the ground but this is what would happen I would give the guy a job or ask him to do a job he would quote the job and then he would do it but like things like i wanted these shelves in the kitchen right for the pantry and there were already three shelves in place and they were just solid plywood planks which i was totally fine with and because we're going to paint them and he goes oh no you need real wood here and i was like well i'm fine i like plywood which i do and i said just add you know another just add a couple more shelves with the plywood but he's like, no, this is an old house, 1930s. You know, you need real wood. They would have had real wood back then. And he's like, I have these planks at my house. I have these boards at my house. I'll bring them. You know, it'll save you money. And, you know, he just kept on and on. He probably asked me like three or four times. And finally, I said, okay, which was a mistake. And that because I, this happened on, this happened several times that he would just go on and on and on with me about a job, something he wanted to do, or he wanted to do it in a different way, like the floors. I never wanted to touch the floors at all. But then what happened was he kept suggesting we do the floors, and then because he was using my kitchen as his construction zone, he was ruining, like he fixed the floors, he patched the floors, and by the time he patched them, then he was also ruining them even more than they were already ruined so then by that point i kind of had to do the kitchen because now it looked even worse than it did before and so i said well let's just do the kitchen floor let's just do just the kitchen because it has to be done let's do the whole house 
And then he was on me about doing the whole house. And I was like, I just couldn't understand. He just wouldn't accept just painting the kitchen floor or just sanding the kitchen floor. And it was like having a child that you give an answer to and the child will not take no for an answer. And basically, this is what I would have to deal with until he talked me down, which of course I have my own, I allowed this to happen. I can't blame him. I'm a grown woman. But he talked me down until we eventually did the entire floor, which I don't regret at this point. But the thing is, is my floors were in pretty decent shape. They were not bad floors. It was really just the kitchen that was the problem area. But now we have to have some of the floors redone because he ended up messing them up. But guys, what is wrong with me that I cannot, that I did not hold my ground? I am so, it's embarrassing. It's really embarrassing and like, what is that all about? I think it's about, like, we're, we were, I think what it's about is not wanting to be direct and firm with someone and being so afraid of that. I'm just speaking for myself. Being so afraid of being very direct and firm, being so afraid of hurting someone's feelings that I'm willing to go into debt over it. So awful. Like, for, like even yesterday, we had a new guy come in. He's amazing. He, his crew came in and fixed a bunch, basically spent... Finished stuff that this other guy was going to finish. We'll call him Mike to reveal his identity. So Sean, the new guy, his real name is Mike, but you don't need to know his last name. But the new guy, Sean, came in. Highly recommend it. Doing a great job fixing what Mike was supposed to fix and adding what Mike was supposed to finish. And uh, it's a very big difference. And he has more stuff to do, so we'll get a full view of what he's doing. But I do think it was, I think it's such a fear of being very direct. Like when I let him go like i was worried all day about how i would say it but literally he's installing a toilet an hour before the moving truck comes um did we have a kitchen sink he he rushed the kitchen kitchen sink right. now the kitchen sink yeah. in fairness is cast iron from what year is it from 1930 it's a beautiful sink it's, it's, oh it's from this very same year that the house was built well it's from the 30s yeah 30s okay of course yeah yes yeah, so i wanted to keep it like original to the house yeah so yeah so it's that um era. it's a lovely it's a massive sink it's uh some as it's a like truck as sean mcmahon <laughs> said you could you could take a bath in it you could um well you couldn't but yeah no, it's, it's very heavy it's like a bathtub it's very heavy um you could put a toddler in. you could put a toddler in any bath probably but anyway or any sink uh da, 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 da. where was it what was he got distracted i would have saying anyway um Right, anyway... Oh, no, I got it. I got it. What okay. I was going to say. So, the moving truck's coming. You're, you're already going through a bunch of stress. You you can't... You weren't even coming over to the house. You were that stressed. But I pulled him aside and said... He said, well, I'll come over and finish it. I said, no, Bridget, Bridget and I don't want to work with you anymore. And here are the reasons why. And I could tell his feelings were hurt. And I felt bad. And I'm thinking later... I don't own that, that his feelings are hurt. He continued to, to not follow instruction. The biggest problem he caused was I told him to leave the casita alone. He, he, he recognized what he thought were structural problems, and it's fair. We knew there were structural problems. He fixed some crack in the foundation, reinforced the casita. I think possibly him doing that caused the bedroom to lean even more. So anyway, well, maybe, maybe not, but, but now we have structural problems. But the main part of the casita could have been functional for one of our kids uh, if we just closed off the bedroom, used the main part, used it as a studio because the bathroom and the main part worked fine. But he went back there and he drilled a hole in the floor of the bedroom and ripped out two walls to check the structural thing. After I told him, don't touch the casita, focus on the house, we need to move into the house, leave the casita alone, he still went in there. And I told him all this. And yet he just continued to, to, to do his thing. At one point, so we're over here two nights before, and Finn could feel your stress. You were losing it at the house because you knew it wasn't going to be ready. And he kept promising, no, it's going to be ready. you got to trust me. This is the way I work. So, you know, he's fixing things for free that we don't need fixed. Like, he fixed our door. He ruined our no, door. No, he didn't fix our door. He ruined it. He kind cut ruined off it. a slice of our door, which the other contractor pointed out to me. Yeah, so he does that. Anyway, we're over here. And then I keep saying, Mike, I need a kitchen and I need a bathroom. Install the sink, install the sink in the bathroom, install the toilet. Get me running water, 
fix my boiler. He installed the boiler. He said it wasn't working. It was leaking gas. Maybe it was, maybe it wasn't. It doesn't matter because it was a 1970s boiler. The seller gave us back $1,500, the credit towards it. So it's fine. I didn't mind doing that. But he, anyway, I, I don't even know where, to, I, I feel like I need to uh, switch subjects. I'm getting upset just talking about it, but I think I'll try and bring it back down to something that's more human. Anyway, to try and finish that off, he's messing around with trim that you never, I, and I said, did Bridget tell you to, I've got to do That was his idea. I've got to do it. I got to match the trim. I no, said, he want, yeah, because this is another thing that would happen. Yeah. He kept coming up with all these extra things. Like he wanted to do the trim. He wanted all the trim to match, which is fine. But that's not an important thing. That's something that should have been done Later. last. And I didn't mind him matching the trim. I thought it was a good idea. But do that last after we have a toilet yeah. and a sink and new shower fixtures and but, all yeah, that but, kind of stuff. But over and over again, he said, I've got it, i got it. And then he comes into what we call the death march. It's Wednesday before moving day. Yeah. He's working what he says are... Um, Long days. days. I don't know if it's twenty hours, but so we're we. I come over here with Callum. We're expecting all the floors to be done. We walk in, they're not done. Callum walks out oh in God. a in a rage, <laughs> and he's fifteen. He, he's like he could tell nothing has changed overnight. I know because he would promise this would be done. That you'll walk in, it'll be done. And it wasn't done. So anyway, um, but we, he's he's messing with the trim. I said, don't mess with the trim. He goes, he goes. I, I, listen, you guys, I I know I gotta do it. I gotta do it. And the, you know the other thing he'd point back to? He goes, your neighbors are going to look in. They're going to think it's great. They're going to ask for my number. So, so much it was about. He was acting like it was his damn house at one point. So I said to him, did Bridget ask for that trim? He goes, no. I said, don't do it. Right. And he, he goes to ignore me. And then Finn walks around. And she just looks at him and goes, no, don't work on that. And I've never seen Finn that direct in my life. But yeah. I think she had shifted into that gear out of necessity because she saw the stress it was causing you. But I was like, Finn, that's a cool gear. You should get into that more I know. often. What was it was like a it was like working with a child Absolutely. or like a teenager that did not know how to accept answers from an adult and then they just wear you down and you give in because you just like you don't know what to do and I didn't have the the balls to like yeah. fire him or yell at him or say or put my foot down or however you want to put it but also it was like i think he was like the spirit airlines of of contractors in that the fl the southwest flight is 300 and spirit's mm -hmm. 100 and you go with spirit because you don't get the sticker shock and then you pay six dollars <laughs> for peanuts and then you pay five dollars for coffee and then your, yeah. your bag that should be free is now twenty dollars and i think that's what was happening we didn't right. we, we knew we didn't want to pay the big number and right. looking back, we're paying more than what the big number would have been because they're exactly. fixing his shit and then they're adding exactly. stuff on. So I think we should have just, looking back, we should have fired him two weeks. It's a lot of shoulds, but looking back, I wish we fired him three weeks before. Or yeah, I'm too nice because Yeah. here's the other thing is I like helping people, right? And I like giving people a chance because people have given me a chance. Like I just got someone give me a chance this past year as a scrum master. I got hired as a brand new scrum master and it's really hard to get a scrum master job if you've never had one before. And so I'm all about giving people chances. My photographer at my wedding, she had never photographed a wedding before, but I hired her and she did an amazing job. So this is something, so he was new to San Antonio. I wanted to do this for him, but at the end of the day, it didn't work out. We hurt ourselves, yeah. And it doesn't mean that you should never give anyone a chance again, but Probably not with construction on your house would yeah. be my well, we got lucky enough. my advice. Is Audrey still in um, photography? Yeah, she is. But basically, I just, like, my heart wanted, like, I had this whole vision of, like, he's going to do the house. I'm going to launch his career. I'm going to coach him how to be a better contractor. And it's like, why do I, okay, number one, several issues here. Why do I think I can save people and fix them? Number two, why can't I stand up for myself? So these are things I have to not do anymore. I am not going to save anybody anymore, and I'm not going to try and fix and help people anymore because it's just too taxing, and also, I'm just you, too old you, for this you, shit. You kind of blocked me from talking to him. A few times you said, don't hurt his feelings. Don't, don't. I know. Like I needed to just tell. I said, I, well, I wasn't going to I was going to tell him, hey, get your shit together, man. I know. I should have trusted you. Yeah. And even yesterday, like the new contractor came I by. I know. 
and you would not go talk. I said, talk to him, ask him, is this included? You said, I said, I think so. Let's, he's right there, let's ask him. And you said, no, no. And you even blocked me. I don't know if you purposely blocked me. I was on the bed trying to get up and you wouldn't move. And, and he, the contractor came to the window and knocked at us. I said, yeah. you need to move. He's, he wants to talk to us. And then when he talked to us, we asked him the questions. And it was all, he, he was great. But he's a professional. Right, he's a professional. Here's the difference. So when he came along, he said, you've given me a list of 15 things. I can't get all 15 done in two days. Mm-hmm. What do you want done in two days? And it forced us to right. go back through the list. Even the fact that he asked that question showed that. Yeah. Here's the other weird thing. Like We're both agile coaches if you will you're yeah. a scrum master i'm a coach we coach people on all this stuff all day long and for some reason we missed it and what what i missed was here's what i want here's a stack rack list give me the kitchen first then give me the bathroom now we did say that to mike but that's a whole other story but even with i sean, tried to do that with mike but he wouldn't yeah, do yeah. it but so with, with sean he asked us because we gave him a, an array of things but sean said uh so we sat down and we said this is let's get these four done because this would be the kitchen. This would mm-hmm. give you a kitchen. So now we have a kitchen and a bathroom, somewhat fully operational. I have to do stuff in the bathroom still. But now he'll come back and he'll sand the floors in two weeks and we'll get that done. He'll install a drain pipe and the air conditioner. But like, um, it's very different working with a professional. Like, and the prof- here's the thing. Mike's in his 40s. This other guy looks like he's in his 20s or 30s. This new guy? He's probably 30, maybe 27, But he's, uh, his 30. professionalism is, is just... We- He's a Marine. That's why he's a Marine. He's a Marine. Now you got a Marine, you have excellence. They're all about excellence all day, he's, every he's, day. They're not going to slack on anything. And he sent another Marine that he was in uh, combat with. Um, the night that we fired Mike, Anna, my friend, r- r- suggested Sean. Sean couldn't come over. Never met the guy before, by the way. I said, right. Anna recommended you. Anna loves him. And I said, uh, hey, we're just, we just need some help. And he said, I'll, I'll, I can't get there. I'm going to send the guy over. The guy, Mark, came from an hour away. Yeah. At 9 p.m. He was going to work through the night and then take off in the morning. And that's another thing, by the way. Well, maybe not. I knew he was taking off in the morning to drive to Yellowstone. And I didn't want him to do a bunch of painting. I said, just fix what's necessary. Like, we needed mm-hmm. the boiler fixed. Yeah. He needed to check the sink for sturdiness. But he only stayed three hours and, and he took off, so... Like, was so, it? Brian, what are yeah. your theories for me? Why can't I stand up for myself? Well, let's I, talk. Well, we still haven't talked about it. No, we've let's do it. No, but it's we've not highlighted you. it's it. Not just you. I care so. I'm so concerned of other people. Here's for, that. I will put other things. Um, I'll let other things hurt. I'll I'll take the pain myself. For example, when we go to a drive-through. Do you know what I'm going to say? Yes. I get so stressed out because oh you God. guys are taking See, your time. See, that doesn't stress me out. <laughs> no, you, you, I'm so concerned that, that the guy behind me is getting mad and I'm taking too long that I'm like, hurry up, guys. I'm always concerned about other people. And it's like, I should be more concerned about my house. In this case, it's like, I should have I fired him two weeks, two weeks before we moved in and said, I know. You, you're, you're not working out. I don't trust you. Right. But the thing is, Here's the thing, like we didn't know. I don't him. think it was. I don't think he was dishonest. No, he, he wasn't dishonest. No, he wasn't. He was just. His estimates were number weird. one. I don't think he was as skilled as he want thought he was. Yeah. And number two, completely a nightmare and completely unorganized, like. Like ADHD. Yeah. Steroids. Yes, for sure. So I think it's a fear of people, not fear of people, but a fear of hurting people. And, and uh, so, for example, I had to give, I was, guy at work I was struggling with for a few days, and it was mm-hmm. causing me pain. Yeah. Well, I gave him direct feedback. Yeah. But it took me three ch- three tries. Yeah. I gave direct feedback, he, he said, and he kind of basically told me, you're not being, he did, in so many words, he was saying, try again, that's not direct enough. And it wasn't until the third time, the third time giving him feedback was very uncomfortable for me, because I didn't want to hurt his feelings. It's only then that he actually said that yeah. res- that resonates. Yeah. That's really helpful. Yeah. And I said to him, the reason it's, I struggle to give you feedback that directly is because I don't hurt your feelings. And he just shook his head and smiled. He goes, you will not hurt my feelings. You have to be direct. Because mm-hmm. we're two, we know we're two coaches on a client. He said, if, if, if you're not giving me feedback, you're doing me a disservice. I, I expect you to give me feedback. Right. And if you don't, I'm going to be pissed. So he's opened the door for me. I mean, he's, he's, a, he's, he's very open to feedback. Mm-hmm. But still, even with that open door invitation from him, yeah. it is not my comfort zone to just give direct right. feedback. And, and, and what happens is I take on the pain. Right. It hurts me. It right. hurt me financially. 
it hurts me because my family feels like they're second and I care more about the guy behind me than I do that my family gets the right meal at the drive-in window. All in all, in fairness, though, you guys are some, some, some... I have my decision. It's a Big Mac. It's very simple. Anyway. Okay. Yeah. Back to, back to the story. So, so for you, I, don't, that, I know that's for me. Like, I would have said the biblical thing for me back in the day was the fear of man. Like, I struggled with the fear of people. And, yeah. And uh, now some of that's my brain. Well, I don't have that. I don't have it when it comes to being in a restaurant. Like, I can even send back a meal, which embarrasses and, like, appall that you and, like, oh, I don't care. Finn. I don't care. Finn cares. I don't You care. know, finds it appalling <clears throat> if I if I mention, like if they come and ask me how my meal is now, sometimes I lie and say it's fine, but you know, I'll do that. But like a lot of times I will be honest and say, you know, it's okay or whatever, or I'll even send back a cocktail um, because, you know, I don't want to be stuck with it, but that's because I was a waitress and I know that that's acceptable to do. Yeah. But a lot of people don't know that that, that is acceptable thing to do because you can bring back clothes yeah. And you don't worry about anyone getting offended or you can bring back a product. Oh, that's interesting. But it's less personal. But I guess when you're like, okay, so with my hairdresser, I can say, because she'll say, do you like it? And I was like, well, I don't know, because sometimes it takes me a day to get used to it, a couple of days. But now I'll be more honest and I'll say, like, I'll know in like two days and I'll let you know. And I usually always like it. But I don't know. I just... I get so fearful. Oh, feedback. Let's talk about the yeah. book. You haven't read the book Radical Candor yet. No, I just listened to the podcast where she's interviewed. Yeah, and it's so good because it talks about, you know, feedback is important for the other person because they can't grow and change if they don't receive feedback. So you're actually, like, like I'm trying to protect myself. Like, I think I'm trying to protect that person by not giving them feedback because I don't want to hurt their feelings. But yet I'm, but what I'm actually doing is, doing it is hurting. hurting them yeah. because I'm not helping them be better. Yeah. And I'm not doing it just to be a Karen or bitchy or whatever. It's like I had very legitimate things to give him feedback on, which I did give him a lot of feedback, but then he just wore me down. And it's not just to hurt feelings. Like my fear is someone will explode on me, right? Uh-huh. Like, um, I was home with my dad and, um, oh my God, he was driving me nuts. And, uh, he was, you know, and we were going back and forth about something where, um, he's old. He's not, uh, well, I don't want to go down this road right now because it's a bit of a, it's a bit of a squirrel. I gave him, I didn't give him feedback. I kind of lost it. And he, he, in his older age, he, he received that. Like he would, he would have lost it back on me, and rightly so. But he didn't. He's, you know, he's mellowed, and he was like, "Oh, you know." And I said, "I'm sorry, Dad." I, I, but you know, I was afraid of as a kid. I wouldn't have said that because I was afraid of how he would respond. So, if it's somebody you know has a temper, you're afraid to give them feedback because they might explode on you. And if, if, or you're afraid you're going to hurt their feelings. I think when people explode on you, you have hurt their feelings, and that's their mechanism. Mm -hmm. But for me, it's it's a fear of both of hurting feelings, and the person. Um, coming back hard on me you know whatever so um there was something about feedback though you said that i wanted to get into i didn't i don't think that i thought mike was going to explode no, I, on me I, I, I just i don't know i guess i'm fearful that i think it's more that i'll hurt their feelings and that i'm supposed to be nice where'd you get that from I don't know. I mean, I think I've always been that way. I mean, I was raised to be kind and nice, and isn't that interesting? That's your everything. Reason. So you don't equate direct feedback with kind and nice. Based well, on no one ever even talks about direct feedback. Like that's not something that you. No. I never heard giving feedback in church. I mean, we we talked about accountability, but accountability's yeah. different than feedback. Yeah. They're close. They're similar, but they're still different. What's well, interesting because we're in an age now where if you do give direct feedback. I have a few thoughts here. Sorry. Okay, keep, keep, finish the sentence, Brian. If you give direct feedback, you're looked at as a Karen. Yeah, but Karens do it. They just, like, go off the... Yeah, yeah. They but, just but, go off the chain. And usually they're doing thing. They're talking about something that's not really a, an issue, a true issue. Yeah, like, if you, got a, if you got a plate of fried chicken and it yeah. had, like, a big giant string of hair wrapped around it... Yeah. 
like you should say something, right? That's not yeah. being a Karen. You You're just saying, hey, you know, someone needs to wear a hairnet in your kitchen. Yeah. But if you, but if you get the chicken and you think it isn't to your liking and then you throw a fit on the manager yeah. or you had to wait five extra minutes for your check. Yeah. Okay. I have a great, great story. Here, hair, hair and food. I was in a, uh, a cousin of mine, um, Michelle. No, she's not a cousin of mine. She's a cousin of my sister-in-law, Sandra, Michelle Kyo. We were in a restaurant on 111th in, in Harlem. And um, this is when, in the mid-90s when Michelle came out, and uh, we're sitting there at the Greek restaurant, and she finds a hair in her, um, in her uh, 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 breakfast. It was like two in the morning. Not that it matters. And she she says, "This is gross." I'm sending it back. I remember thinking, "Oh, that's that's." At the time, I remember thinking, "That's oh, that's an overreaction," you know. No way. I thought it was an overreaction. Really? Because it because culturally, it's like, "Oh yeah, you don't that." Um, so two years later, so I'm what would you have done? Well, well here you go. I'm going to answer your question right now. Two, oh, okay. two years later, we're in this. I'm in a restaurant with a girl I'm dating. I find three hairs in my breakfast, one after the other. I find one. Oh no! She says, "Send it back." I said, "It's okay." I pulled it out. I kept going. Then I find a second one a few minutes later in my eggs. She goes, "Send it back." I said, "No, no, no, no." I t- I pull it out, keep going, and then I find a third one. And I, looking back at myself, it's like, I absolutely like. Looking back now, it's like Michelle was right. Like, wear a fucking hair in it. <laughs> but, but culturally, it's like, oh, you don't. You don't do that. And, like, you know, I, I was... But, you see, Michelle's from Dublin, too, so she didn't grow up with that. Well, I don't know what, what she grew up with. She was just more so, assertive, like, I'm not eating fucking breakfast with a hair in it. But me, it's like, oh, well, I, I'll eat three hairs with it. Now, I wouldn't do that. I would have yeah, sent Brian, it back. Yeah, that's okay. So, what is that? Okay, so Mike is my version of the three hairs in the breakfast, right? Yeah. Okay, what... Why was it okay for you to eat that breakfast? Like you weren't, were you not grossed out enough by it? To I guess even I, I guess I wasn't. Yeah. I, well, partly I probably wasn't. In my mind, it's like it's hair. <laughs> but I don't know what Which I was. Could thinking. have all kinds. Of no, stuff I know. On it. I would Lice, no, no. I would totally dandruff, send it back. Oil. No, now I would send it back because partly it's because I realize feedback's a gift, and partly it's because hey, uh, it's not just the hair. It's like. It is the hair and what you're saying. It's also, it shows such a lack of, um, uh, uh, lack of craftsmanship in, in your food preparation. Like, like fix this shit. Like, right. You know and what then I mean? what is it saying about your, about you? Oh, not a whole lot. It shows that I don't value myself a whole lot when I, when I was acting like that. Right. So you're not, so you're, you're putting yourself as, actually, I think it's putting both parties as less important. Like you're you're showing that you're not important enough to have a meal without you're, you're hair. Kind of, you're kind of far away there. Yeah. So it's showing that you're not important enough to have a meal without hair in it. Yeah. And then they're not important enough to receive the feedback that they just served a breakfast with three hairs in it. Well, no, that's good because so you, both yeah, parties right. are losing out. You're right. On yeah. being able to. Yeah, because they might have wanted to know that the manager would should have wanted to know that. I mean, well, yeah. I mean, any kind of business that wants to be successful should yeah. want to know that information. And these were long hairs. These weren't short. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, it's like, um, um, it's interesting you get that second point. The first part's more obvious. Like, I, looking back, I didn't value myself enough to do something about it. Uh, the second part I w- doesn't come intuitively, that I didn't value them to give them the feedback. So like yeah. the whole feedback thing wasn't really pressed into me until I got to Rally in Boulder where we would say, have greats and gifts about what happened. We said, what was great about the event? Yeah. Now give us gifts because mm-hmm. feedback's a gift. Tell us what could have been better. Like, yeah. You know, like I went up to the coffee shop yesterday. It was kind of warm. Mm-hmm. And I, I said, hey, this is, this is good coffee. You don't make it great if, if it was warmer. And it probably sounded sarcastic, but he, he, he put a new pot on, he brought it, they appreciated it. Yeah. Um, also, when I'm going, like when I'm downtown or the Pearl, I, I like a certain amount of cream. And it's like, mm-hmm. I don't want too much, I don't want too little. And I'm specific about it. Yeah. And now they're, they're, they'll ask me, is this the right color? And we've got this yeah. thing going. And it's like, I'm at a place of peace. Like, that's okay. I'm here every day. Mm-hmm. I'm, almost every day. I'm paying you three fifty a cup. Mm-hmm. I'm a regular. I mean, what is that? I, I'm like a, it's like a membership of over a hundred dollars a month if I keep going there. So I should, 
Mm-hmm. I should have a nice coffee. You should. It should be a nice experience, and we're in partnership. So I think I, I'm. I'm. But yeah, when I was twenty five, no, that. Okay, but I think I feel. Like, I feel like I've. I've ran that horse too long. So. Where, where are we at? Why? Okay, the hair. So that's my hair. That's my hair in the um in the, in the breakfast story. Yeah. So anyway, I. Yeah, I just have to think about this in the future. Yeah, I don't. It makes me not ever want to be in this situation again. I don't ever want to. Give people chances. Well, let's go. Okay. Well, here's the thing. You mentioned Audrey at the wedding. That was a risk. It was our wedding. Yeah. She could have screwed it up, right? Yeah. She didn't. She's she right. a, she's a very. Uh, she's a very successful photographer, I think. I mean, it was brilliant. Her work was great. Yeah. But we also did take a risk. It could have been yeah. shite, right? And it could have our wedding photographs could have been could have tanked. Right. So I think it's I think it's a, a calculated risk with people to help them. Mm-hmm. But on a project this big, we should have first of all not been cheap. Even right. if we have to borrow the money, we should have said, "Hey, um, let's." Or you know, he only had two reviews, and, and I wasn't they were from trying Arizona. to be. I wasn't trying to be cheap. Why well, was he was the one that set the price? Yeah, he was underselling himself. Well, actually, in retrospect, he did quote it adequately because he didn't deliver. He delivered on a cheap basis, so. Yeah, oh, so can I go back to the Karen thing? Um, I know what it was. I the reason we don't have a problem sending back clothes is because the person we're handing it back to did not make the clothes. Right. The reason you have a problem sending back a meal is because the person who cooked it, you're one person away from the person who cooked it. Right. And maybe there's a fear that, hey, this this stinks or whatever you'd say. Hey, I just don't like this meal. Yeah. They've got to bring it back to the chef and then the chef's got to adjust it. Which is fine. I'm, I'm, I do send back meals. Now, I know mm-hmm. certain individuals in our living in our house, are they'd rather eat it maybe than send it back, even right. if it was substandard. But it's like... I guess it's not realizing, like, I'm paying money for this. Mm-hmm. In return for the money, you should give me what you're advertising. And you're advertising this good well, meal. Well, yeah, what's the difference between if you have a shirt you don't like that you bring back? Like, you try it on at the store, and you think you like it, but then you get get it home and realize it de- actually doesn't work. Because the person who made it... Oh, I know. You already yeah. said that. I'm going somewhere else with this. Oh, yeah. Okay. We should have that freedom at a restaurant. Right. To not like it. Because we it, don't have to say you made it the way you made it's wrong. Maybe they just, that's how they make it. But it doesn't mean, like, if they make a shirt that I don't like. Yeah. It's, I'm not trying to say you made it wrong. It just doesn't work for me. So but if it, they but, make a meal and they yeah. give it to me, it could be fine and you might like it. Yeah. But I don't like it. I should still be able you to should, send it but back. What if, what if you had a tailor who made you those pajamas and you didn't like them? Would yeah, but that's different because you're working one-on-one with the tailor. That's my whole point. You would, you would be less likely to bring it back to the tailor, the village tailor, than you would to, to right. um, A&M. Well, no, H&M. but that's different because with a tailor, you meet with them. You have regular appointments and they yeah, tailor yeah. it to okay. you. So yeah. it's a more... So I, I, think it's harder to, I think it's harder to send the meal back because we, we'll hurt the person's feelings. And the, the, the person working in the factory in Asia, you're not going to hurt their feelings. They'll never know. Yeah, I, I was going. Yeah, what I was saying was a tiny bit different. I hear what you're saying, and I completely agree with that. I was just trying to say something a tiny bit different, but that's okay. I think we should leave this topic because. Well, I, I missed the tiny bit different part, though. The tiny bit different is that you could have a very well-made, great shirt. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with the quality of the shirt, right? Yeah. But the shirt. I still may not like the shirt once I get it home yeah. and put it on and I'm going out to dinner and I realize, you know what? This yeah. shirt really doesn't work for me. Yeah. So I bring it back. Yeah. What I'm saying is if I go to a restaurant, yeah. cuz people think a lot of people think it's really terrible to send back a meal. Yeah. Okay? Cuz in in our family, I get called picky a lot. Yeah. And maybe I am picky. Yeah. But anyway, if I taste that meal, maybe you like the meal and the meal would be fine for you, but maybe for some reason it's not fine for me, but it's still a well-made meal. Yeah. I should still be able to send back a well-made meal that I don't like 
because it doesn't work for me as if it were that shirt. Does that make sense? It does, that you should. When and I, that I still get to send it back. I, I get it. I guess that I'm going back to my thing of the reason you don't is because the proximity to the person who made it is different. No, I'm... Yes, but I was just trying to make a little bit of a different... Yeah. I was trying to make another additional... Yeah. Uh, yeah, you're just not, I'm not tracking I'm not with tracking me with what I'm head. saying. What I'm yeah. saying is... Can you agree, Brian, yeah. that you can have a shirt that's well-made, yeah. that it's okay to send back and you wouldn't feel bad, yeah. and then a well-made yes, meal you should. that yeah. you can send back, yeah. and we're not talking about that other piece of why I wouldn't be able to send it back. Yeah, I agree. Because it's more the pressure, because a lot of times for me, it's not the pressure of the person right. that I'm afraid is that I'm going to send it back. It's the pressure of the people of the table that I'm sitting with. Oh, I see. Those people looking at me like I am picky and hard to please. And I'm a Karen and all these things that I shouldn't send it back. It's my problem, not the kitchen's problem. Yeah. 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 I see what you're saying. There's that too. Let me get back to the, the first part of that. With Here, per- you have that soap on your head again. What the heck? You have to watch out because that soap, you're putting it on your head and you're ended up ending up with stuff on okay. your head. Um, so I think also it's... Um, I think this is boring and we should stop no, 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 talking wanna, about it because no, well, like, well, I think we're just going no, no, but I'm not gonna, on these trails uh, uh, that are boring. No, no. I have one more thing to say here about that. I think what happens is we create something and if it's not right, we get hurt by it yes because we're attaching ourselves to the item yes. so when a kid shows their painting to the parent parent like a junk the kid's yes. gonna be crushed right yes but as we get older we've got to create a separation with what we created and ourselves right so if you send back the meal the chef shouldn't be upset they right. should look at it like hey i have a chance to up my game right as opposed to they just hurt my feelings because I, I created this and they don't like it so right. that, that's what I want to say on that. Um, but with the pressure on the table, I think it's true. I think, I think so, for example, I, when I worked in a hotel, the heat went out all the time. They, I don't know what the heck mm-hmm. would go on there, but uh, I would bring these space heaters to people. Yeah. Well, there was one Irish woman, and she wasn't having it. And she goes, no, 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 no. I'm paying for a hotel with central heating. I don't want a space heater. Right. Said, well, the plumbers, you know, we can't get a hold of them. So she goes, no, no. And the husband was like, oh, that'd be great. That'll be great. And she's like, no, it won't be. Yeah. And she goes, are we supposed to suffer in silence here? Like, she was very adamant. But I remember thinking, my gosh, like, that's unusual. Like, just take the heater. You should be happy. But I, I do think in general, that was an outlier to have that response. I felt like most of the peop- the Irish that I grew up with were were like, oh, well, let's just get by. And I, th- I felt like the Americans were more, more likely to say, oh, I'm paying for a room. You're not giving me mm-hmm. that freaking space heater in there. Right. So for her, as an Irish woman, to, to be assertive like that, it was like, Arr. well, right. It's I would like have called her a Karen have... back then, but I think she was right. It's like we, it was a, it was like faulty towerism. Well, it's true. It's like there are people like, okay, so there's someone that we know, and when I go to that person's house, everything is perfect, because they will stand up for themselves, and they have no problem telling the workers that what they did was unsatisfactory and yeah. that they should redo it. Yeah. And I don't have those balls. Now, let me ask you a question so, on that. Were you, did you cave in on that window, the kitchen window around the sink? Well, I did cave in on it because that would be more money. It would have to be completely redone again. And that was not part of the quote. Got it. Yeah. Are you happy with the way it is? No. Are you not? Well, then let's get it fixed. No, Brian, we don't have the money to get it fixed. The whole much? window has to be torn out. No, no the trim, the trim. With what have you been all worked up about over there? Because you don't understand. Listen. Jeez. What do you mean, jeesh? The way you're, listen, you know, you're like bossy over there. Honey, I'm fine. You're not, you don't you, look fine. You look all mad and bent out of shape. I'm hot. I'm adjusting my shirt and stuff because my clothes are sticking to me okay, and I'm okay. hot. Well, okay, let's get back to the window another time. We'll take that off. You have been telling me the past week that you feel used, that you're just working no, to listen, pay for this house. You're just no, you're just you're, you're just adding this for drama into no, the podcast. Cause are you, you kidding me? No, you just came out of nowhere. I think you're adding this for dramatic effect. 
I think that's completely unfair. And no, no I'm not. That is up. rude of you. You need to apologize to me right no, now. You, you're just something up bent out of shape for no reason. Number one, I'm not bent out of shape. You are. I just asked you about the window if you wanted it fixed. That's all. You Okay, what I'm trying to tell you, Brian. Yeah. Mike already ripped that window out completely and redid not the, the window, whole thing. Just the, the top trim. Do you want it to look like the rest of the trim? Are okay, you okay the way it is? Okay, that's not what I was talking about. That's what I was talking about. I don't I'm, want the window I'm window okay with the new trim. That was the question. Okay, well, I thought you were asking a different no, question. No, I wasn't. I said just that top trim. Do you want it to match the other stuff? Originally, yes, I did. And you're happy with it now because it looks like a farmhouse. I'm happy with it now. I'm happy with it. It's fine. It's not what I wanted. But I deferred to you because you like it a lot. And that's fine. I don't like it a lot. It's fine. I don't care. You like it? We can have them so, quote. We can have them quote. My, my pushback to you was you just suddenly went off the rails for no reason. And I was just asking a question. No, I didn't go off the and rails. And it was so... People, I did not listen. It Give was me the so, phone. It was Guys, so listen. I did not go off the rails. You did. Listen, listen. The kitchen, our kitchen is crooked. The house is crooked. It slants. The only way to fix... And have everything look straight is to either a hire foundation people to come in here and fix the foundation that's not going to happen because that's too expensive b rip the window out one more time which will cost probably a thousand dollars to fix the window and that's what i thought my husband was asking me was i okay with the fact that my sink still looks crooked but technically not is not crooked now, it is anyone. technically straight but the okay. window is crooked and the floor is crooked. So, the entire kitchen when he asked me that question, you guys, he has been complaining about how much money everything cost. And now he's asking me, was I happy? And I answered honestly, no, I'm not, because it still looks crooked, even though it isn't. But it would literally have to be ripped out again and it's already been ripped out once, and I'm just done. And I did not go off the chain. Honey, there's a difference. I do go off the chain, and this is not going off the no, chain. No, it was, it was it is, this, this is the moment in time where you, did I say off the chain? Off the rails. Or whatever. off the rails, whatever no, you, you said. You were like this in your chair. Listen. Yeah, I'm like, so listen. I said, listen. But it was a real, like, uh, listen. Yeah, it is. Like, listen. Like, you're complaining to me about money. Did we... Yeah. And then you sit and say that okay. you're working. If you're like a again, you're do, like a prostitute. You're a male two. prostitute working for that his part, family. That, part, that part seemed to like, like a real, like it was an injection, like a fake injection. It wasn't a fake it injection. Felt like it, it felt like it was like completely unnecessary. I didn't say male prostitute, by the way. You said that you felt like now you were just being used. I didn't say that. I said as the my, person my that point of my your li purpose my in life is the finance people okay number one i have never but then I never treated you like that and it wasn't ever it wasn't about you it was having a hard day and you know thanks for asking permission to bring this up by the way maybe i didn't want to talk about this but since you've opened this box well you told me Thursday, that i went off the rails what's that got to do with anything but you're okay this is a podcast nobody can see me they're not here no, okay you, that you're me painting you're, me like a freakazoid that I just went off the rails. I'm, I'm just frustrated. I was that's just frustrated, Brian, because yeah. if you want every, if hey, you're you know worried whole, about my happiness, the whole, there's no one out here. Why are we talking so loud? The microphone's right there. There's a whole street. It doesn't matter if there's no one out there. They can probably hear us from their living room. And, I don't and care. The lady across the street, Jessica's. Got cases here. Is she in. outside? No, but maybe she. Maybe she's behind the pillar. Why are you worried? This is a podcast. You realize we're recording this and now people can listen That's to it? That's different, though, because these people know us who listen <laughs> to it. All these other people we don't know I don't on the care. street. Okay. Yes. But, Brian. What? Okay. Where do you want to... Where should we go now? So, no. I will never be happy with that. Okay. Am I happy with my sink? I love my sink. And I do think the window looks great. Yeah. And actually, I had even told Mike just to keep it simple in a farmhouse style, and then it was his idea to match everything. Yeah. Which I think it was matching before it was ripped out, but I don't remember now because we have to look back at the pictures I have a to picture, see. Yeah. I have a picture to see. But, yeah, I mean, I have a crooked house, and I don't have thousands and thousands of dollars 
to make everything straight around here. Oh, there was here. This is what it looked like when we bought the place. So it's not even look, look at that. It's just nothing. Oh, it is not. It wasn't matched. Okay, then not fine. Okay, it actually looks better. Okay. It's been elevated. Elevated. It does um it's got it, a wider it, trim. It looks better. You know what's interesting? Because the, there wasn't, it wasn't trimmed. It was, it's flat boards. When I opened the windows, I looked at it, and I said, uh, it looks like a farmhouse. And Sean turned, he goes, that's actually called farmhouse trim. I said, hey, I didn't know that. Right. So anyway. But Brian, okay, I know, but they, you know what, our audience, they love it when we argue, though. That's why I thought But you, you were, were accusing me of arguing on purpose, yes, but I, was. I wasn't. Because you've... Yes, I was. I'm naturally <laughs> argumentative. No, it seemed it seemed so sudden left turn. That it wasn't a sudden was, left turn. Just, you know, because you, you know you're why? Just, you're trying to be like Jerry this is what you do to me during this whole construction process. Honey, I want you to have what you want. Yeah. I want you to be happy. Yeah. And then you start complaining about money. And you think it's just going to be people are little construction fairies yeah. are going to fly in here and fix yeah, everything for free. Yeah, happy within reason you know and that's yeah. just come not here. reality come here. so guys there's your freebie there's your free argument from brian and bridget oh my gosh the arguments that we've had over the past few months about this project have been crazy but anyway old houses are a pain in the ass but it's really cool like we really love the house it's really awesome i've had Several people who've come into the house, they just love it. And because it's very, very different than most people's house uh, houses. Your shit's breaking all the time. Yeah. Well, everything was came pre-broken. Yeah. Already broken. So, but anyway, um, should we just, should we log off now? Did you want to have any closing? Do you have any closing arguments? Closing arguments. Uh, no, it's... Um, I think the only thing I close with is I really didn't want to. I wasn't in the mood to podcast. I haven't been, and um, I guess podcasting is like sex. Like you just you're never in the mood, but once you do it, you're glad you did it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Are you the family gigolo, babe? What does that mean? I'm talking about sex with your spouse, of course, or whatever. Did you say when did you say sex? Would you hear? I just said podcasting is like sex. Oh. You don't feel like doing it, but once you do it, you're kind of glad you did. Oh, yeah. What did you think I said? I didn't understand what you said. Oh. Um, so, you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, life's busy. You're in your routine and you're like, you're like in the morning. I don't feel like podcasting or nighttime. I'm tired. I want to watch a show. I don't feel like, you know, that. Anyway. So the only thing I want to add is that I'm glad we did this. It was fun. I didn't, I came into this not knowing. So what are we going to talk about? Right. But then I felt like, for me anyway, I might listen to this. I don't know if I will listen to this, but I would listen to this if I wasn't me. Maybe. Is that, that's all I want to say. Thank you so much for listening. Okay. Okay, guys. I guess that's it. It's the weekend. I hope you find something fun to do. Uh, we're just going to do stuff around the house. And we're going on a, to a birthday party tonight, on a date tonight. And that's it. So you guys take care.